What I want to talk to you about is hope. And uh, I'm going to lift out uh, 1 Peter 3, 8, or 3, 15. 1 Peter 3, 15. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Sanctify, that means to consecrate, to put uh, in a very special place and hold in reverence. He's saying sanctify the Lord, our Savior, in your hearts. Always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. Always be ready to make a defense. That's the way it is in the New America Standard Version. Uh, but uh, that word uh, defense is the word apologia. And uh, it's the word we get apologized from. But it doesn't mean to make excuses. It doesn't mean to, to try to uh, justify. It means to explain. And so be ready to explain to those around you that are asking about this hope that is within you. Always be ready, he says, uh, to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. You can have this hope in your heart, but you don't say to others when they say, well, why, how, how can you be so happy? How can you, you don't say, because I'm not going to hell like you are. That's not the way you approach it, okay? With gentleness, with gentleness and reverence, because you have this hope for a very special reason. And uh, in, in 1 Peter 1, 3, we understand where our Christian hope really comes from. Peter says, as he begins his epistle, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We have been born again, and we have a living hope. It's not a dead hope. And our living hope is because of and sealed by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. When Paul is writing to uh, Titus, he says, Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto us himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Again, Paul in talking to the Corinthians says, and here's that word hope again, if we have hoped in Christ in this life only, we are of all men most to be pitied. But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who are asleep. For since by a man came death, 
by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, but also in Christ all will be made alive. So again, here's the Bible connecting our hope to the resurrection. You can't separate our hope from the cross, from our redemption, and from the sealing of it by Jesus being raised from the dead. We have a living hope. It's a sure hope. Uh, It's not an iffy, scary, hope-so type hope. It's a conviction. And uh, I remember the, the, the difference whenever I was a little boy. It hit me yesterday. I was about six years old, and uh, I had been to the movies before, but I had always been with uh, grown-ups taking me. But this time, what was going to happen, it was a movie I'd been wanting to see, and my uncle and my cousin were going to come by and pick me up, and my cousin and I were going to be dropped off at the movie and get to go to this movie all by ourselves. This was a first. This I had never done before. And uh, and my my uncle had said, now you be sure to be standing out there in the driveway because I'm not going to go around looking for you. And so I was standing there in the driveway and I was vibrating with excitement because I was going to do something really cool. And uh, I just was almost jumping up and down, looking for the car. They lived just right at the end of the street. And I was just waiting for them to show up. And uh, But see, I had a hope. It was hope, but it was a positive hope. And it was a confident hope because my uncle never let me down. He never disappointed me. He kept his word. And that's the way our Christian hope is. We serve a Lord who has never let us down. He always comes through. And, uh, and so we, and we have it all just made so sure through the resurrection and then through the coming in of His Holy Spirit in our lives and quickening us and making us alive where we were dead before. So you see, Christians have a hope within them that uh, the unbelievers can't understand. They can't understand it because their spiritual eyes haven't been opened. They haven't been born again. And Peter says that when we are born again, we are born to a living hope. I like that, living hope. Now, there is such a thing as dead hope. And we'll talk to you a bit about that. There's a distinction between dead hope and living hope. Dead hope is a iffy sort of a thing. It, there's a, a just a wishing that things could be a certain way. And the dead hope that we find in the world is uh, the, the hope that people pursue looking for happiness, looking for contentment, looking for peace, looking for meaning in life, and they keep hoping that this next thing is going to give it. They keep hoping that uh, when I get that job I really want, 
then everything's going to be okay. When I uh, marry the right woman, things are going to be okay. I remember one woman went through, and when I got her in for, in for counseling, I think she was on her seventh husband. And she finally decided that she maybe there was, and it, her, it, it had broke, she broke it up. And uh, it finally dawned on her that it wasn't just being unlucky and picking men. There's something wrong with her. And she needed to find out what it was. And it was, anyway, it had to do, she was hoping that she'd find a person that would make her complete. And the thing is, people are never going to make you complete. Only the Lord can bring that completeness to you. And so, uh, as uh, we pursue things, jobs, money, fame, all those different things that people think are going to bring them contentment and peace in life, once they get them, there's no more glitter to them. I can attest to that because I was brought to the place to where I had everything anybody could ever hope for and I was tired of living and scared to die and uh, and uh, Ecclesiastes uh, he uh, he pretty well sums it up when he says it's just all just dust in the wind once you get it the glitter's gone and what are you going to go, go pursue next and I was in a spot where I realized that all I was going to do was work hard, make more money, get a bigger car, bigger boat, bigger this, bigger that. And it was just like a squirrel in a wheel. Just, uh, you know, those little, you see them just running on a gerbil or whatever. They just run in these little wheels and they don't go anywhere. And when they try to stop, sometimes they just spin around, don't they? And so it's just, uh, that's people go through life like that. And it's just the same thing over and over again and you can see people going through motions hoping this is going to do it and yet they're becoming more and more dead inside saint augustine said it well when he said our hearts are restless O god until they find their rest in thee he's the only answer that we have and I can remember, uh, you know, I found life in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, where before I was just finding stuff. And, uh, and then, then, after having been a success in the business world, and then tossing it all with my wife aside uh, to go off and do what the Lord had called us to do, uh, I wound up being uh, at a at a large church as their minister of discipleship. It was the place to live in the Houston area. And uh, all the people there were just like I had been, striving and getting and trying. And they were even trying to attend the right church, which was our church. And so, but the, the problem was none of that stuff amounted to anything once they had it and once they had the right house in the right place uh, going to the right church had the right 
spouse and their 2.3 kids and their Range Rover and their BMW in the driveway and all these different things in place. The right job, everything wired the way that many people would hope it would be. They'd say, why aren't I happy? Sometimes they start taking it out on their spouses. They think that their spouse was the problem because they just weren't happy in the situation. But what was really going on was they were looking for the wrong thing and they weren't going to be happy until they found peace with and in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so I was there in the right place at the right time to share the hope that was within me and to give them an opportunity to experience real life and give them a living hope or, or anyway bring them before the one who could give them that living hope to see it's when we're born again born again that our spirits are made alive and we have this blessed assurance that nothing can shake we trust that his word is true we trust that his promises are true we trust that his love for us is true and all of a sudden we understand what it says when it says if god be for us who can stand against us and as we go through life with him uh, romans 8 28 becomes real as we realize that all things do work together for the good of those that love the lord and are called according to his purpose all this happens uh, i love what c.s lewis says about this he says if we find ourselves with the desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. And that's the truth. We were made for a world where Jesus Christ is Lord, where we sanctify him in our hearts and we live the life that he has created us to live and get to be the people that we were created to be. So whenever you run across a, someone with a dead hope, be ready to give an answer. He's given it to you. There's a world that's filled with sighing, dying, crying humanity. And you have the message, and that message is that there's a wonderful hope that you can live in. And it's found through a wonderful living Savior, and his name is Jesus Christ. As I was preparing, I ran across a story that pretty well sums this up. Because you see, the, the message that we have for the world is basically, do not despair. As you look around and you see things that are uh, going on and all wrong and all, you know that you don't have to despair. 
But there are people around you that don't have that living hope. And the message from you to them is do not despair. There was a young lady that was a, a missionary to a, uh, a really bad part of a major city. And uh, she was going through her mail one day and she came across a, an envelope and she opened it up. And a $10 bill fell out on the floor. And uh, she read the note, and it was a note of encouragement to her. And she just smiled as she picked up the note. And as she was picking up the note, she looked out the window of her apartment. And there she saw a man who was very shabbily dressed. And he just went all over her. This man needs this $10 bill a lot more than I do. And so she put it in an envelope and she uh, put a little note in there that said, do not despair. And she just tossed it out the window and it landed right into the shabbily dressed man's feet. And he saw it, he went down, he picked it up and he opened it up he read the note. He looked up and he smiled at that lady. He tipped his hat and then he left. The next day, there was a knock at her door. She went to the door and she opened it. And here was that same shabby man. And uh, she said, well, what, what, what can I do for you? And he just pulled out a roll of bills and he handed them to her said here these are yours and she said what I don't understand he said do not despair lady he paid off he won he paid off five to one <laughs> so you see the Christian life is an adventure once you start living for him and living in the hope that he has. We become supernaturally natural in the things that we do for the Lord. We don't even know what we're doing sometimes. We may think we're doing one thing and we're doing another. Because, uh, you see, in this particular case, this woman was living the Christian life. She was doing her best every day to please her Lord and her Savior. And she was grateful for her blessing. She had sanctified the Lord Jesus in her heart. And then she saw someone in need. And she was living out of the, uh, the two great commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And the second one, love your neighbor as yourself. She saw someone in need. And she did what she could. It was a natural part of her life. You see, it had become just a part of her living. And uh, as she did this, all of a sudden, God's promises, you see, came true, didn't they? You know, there's a place in Scripture where it says, Cast your bread upon the waters, and it will come back to you after many days. But there's another one that says, Give 
and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, running to, and running over, uh, so men will give into your bosom. You see, the promises of God were activated by her motivation to work and to do things to please God. And that's the Christian life as we're living in that living hope on a daily basis. We wind up just coincidentally uh, blessing others and then surprisingly being blessed ourselves. It's just a wonderful life to live. And we live in this hope. And the more we live in it and the longer we live in it, the more reality uh, 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 of it all comes to us, you see. Uh, there's a saying that I just love where I have gone through so many yesterdays with the Lord. I know I can trust Him with my tomorrows. We have a living hope and it's made more sure every day that we walk with Him and that we serve Him. Now then, sometimes things can happen that can cause our hope to dim. And uh, tragedy, uh, circumstances in life, can distract us. Just like uh, uh, whenever Peter was walking on the water and he looked from one, one side to the other and he saw the storm and all, and he began to sink. Sometimes we can get like that, can't we? Sometimes we can get discouraged. And uh, uh, But what we need to do is we need to remember. And that's what we're doing this morning. I think that's one of the reasons why the Lord entrusted us with this sacred sacrament of Holy Communion. We say, whenever you do this, do it in remembrance of me. Because you see, we can get distracted from the one who gives us our hope. And we can uh, sometimes even drift off into sin because we have uh, been distracted from the giver of all hope the giver of a living hope. And so this morning, maybe if your hope has grown dim, maybe he's speaking to you and he's given you the opportunity to once more remember him, the source of your living. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.